Damn, son, where'd you find this? Today, technically this morning, because I'm we're starting recording at 11:55 a.m. That's right. Your boys are already at least one deep by the time of us starting recording this. Um, yeah, sorry about the hiatus, everybody. We had a series of technical difficulties and uh, some delays and whatnot, just as we were starting to pick up steam for the summer too. But regardless, uh, we, we got it all ironed out. I had to get, basically, I had to get a new mixing board because my other one, like, crapped out on us right as AJ and I were recording another episode. Um, he'll be back on shortly. Uh, actually, him and I and both of our wives are headed to Austin this weekend, so we'll come back and we'll kind of recap all of that stuff. But I wanted to go ahead and get an episode out real quickly. Um just just myself today, just to kind of explain what's been going on this summer and also why there was a hiatus. Now, it wasn't so much just from uh, audio equipment issues, which, yes, it, it was a problem, uh, but we got that swapped out pretty quickly. It was literally just like a time thing because, you know, during the summertime, I have all of this extra free time. Uh, so I like to occupy myself with projects. The project that I decided to do this summer was starting to rebuild a car it's literally the biggest and most expensive lego project you could ever get that's the best way to kind of put it up or to kind of explain it without getting too technical into it because it's just there's so many little different things you got to do it's a lot like kind of almost in a way like rebuilding a house it's a lot of work and it's not a lot of work at the same time let me explain you know, when people buy a house to refurbish it, a lot of times they're like, okay, we need to repaint it, we need to do the floors, we need to do this, that, and the other, <clears throat> and maybe refurbish a bathroom or something. You know, and it's really not, like, when you write it down on a list like that, it's really not a whole lot of work. In the same way, it's like, okay, we got to rebuild the front end, we got to fix all the fuel lines, we got to fix the brake lines, we got to put the new motor and the new transmission in. Like, when you say it just like that, it really doesn't seem like a whole lot of work. Until you get to actually like doing the job and then you realize like, oh, wow, it's like a multi-step process to put a motor in. I've never done this myself before, by the way. I'm having a wonderful team of friends help me out. And I literally could not get this um, project accomplished without them. Uh, one of my good friends, he's been on the show before, Mr. Outlaw, he is lending his shop and lift to me. He has a car lift, so... Do not hit him up asking to use his car lift and trailer. He will just probably block your fucking number because uh, <laughs> there's probably people all over asking for that. But um, he, he's he's allowed me to use his, his shop for it, and it literally could not do what I'm trying to get done with this car without it. Um, but at any rate, it's, like, it's weird because you'll go to take out the transmission and you kind of look around at some of the other stuff and it's it's an old car it's a 1988 uh, fox body mustang 
it is a piece of shit. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, the car had the little crappy four-banger in it. I'm putting the big V8 in it. So we're getting the big big racing motor. Quot- quotations around big racing and motor. Um, <clears throat> this was a lot bigger and faster motors, but I'm putting in the V8 that would have came with it back in the, you know, when the car was new. Regardless, it's just, like... In order to put the motor in, but like before we can even get the motor put in first, I'm going to replace all the gaskets on the motor. Then you got to take apart the motor to do that, so it turns out this multi-step process of doing it. Like I said a minute ago, I've, I've never done any of this before. So if one from my friends, wouldn't know what I'm doing. Luckily, two of my friends are both really good mechanics, so that, that helps out a lot. And then I got you know people that are helping out who you know are enthusiasts of vehicles and cars, myself. So we, we have enough people working on it. And once again... This episode is really going to just turn into a giant thank you for the guys that are helping out. You know who you are. Um, All that being said, it is a massive undertaking. And every time that we go to work on it, you know, um, it's hot as shit. It's July. So we've got eh, a little bit of time worked on it. We've got about probably 15 to 20% of the way done by getting it to, like, drivability. Um but not so much to where it's like the whole project is done. Like that's going to take several years, but I would like to, within a year, get it like inspected and registered and like street legal and safe enough to be taking, taking it on the highway. Um, reason why I wanted to actually start working on the car, uh, really just because I have so much free time in the summer, like I said a second ago, but it's also because... I wanted another car without having to buy another car. So rather than buy one, why not build one? And the cool thing about building one is, one, it's it's an old-ass car. Uh, I like old-ass shit, obviously. Um, and then getting something like that from a rundown state of hadn't ran in several years to actually running and driving again, like the level of accomplishment that that will bring me. Yeah, it feels great. I love I love projects. I do love projects. That's why I married my wife. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. But I, I do love projects. Uh, I learned that uh, about last summer when I um, basically rebuilt and well, not rebuilt. I repaired a PlayStation One. I didn't know that it was as easy as it was. Uh, I rebuilt. Not re- once again, didn't re- like I said. I'm a couple deep already. Um, I rebuilt a PlayStation 1, really just put in a new disk drive on it, cleaned it all up and everything. I didn't do recapping and stuff like that. By the way, recapping is when you change out, like, electrical components on the motherboard, which I know how to do in theory, but I'm not actually probably going to do anytime soon. I got the PlayStation 1 up and running. Uh, Then I started collecting a shitload of old Xboxes for LAN parties, so that way we could system link Halo 2. By the way, we're going to be doing that periodically if anybody's interested in Halo Halo 2 and other original Xbox game LAN parties. Um, at any rate, we've had a couple of those that have been super successful, but one of the Xboxes that I have, I actually modded. Uh, basically meaning that I hacked into its software and was able to exploit the system. Because an old school Xbox, I'm not talking like a 360, I'm talking the ones before the Xbox 360. The ones came out in, like, when we were all kids, if you're in your 20s and early 30s. Um... And they're really just computer parts from, like, 2001. That's all they are. Just, like, old-school hard drive, old-school disk drive, and, like, a motherboard and, like, a little uh, proprietary RAM. That, that's pretty much all it is. So once you get into it, it's actually 
pretty usable to what you can do. And I modded this Xbox. I was hacked into the software to now I can play DVDs with a little Xbox DVD thing. I can copy games directly to the hard drive as you would as if it was an Xbox 360. I even actually repro replaced the hard drive that was in there. It was like the factory one that comes there's like a little eight gig which is not a whole lot of space in place of like a two terabyte one so i've downloaded like all of my xbox games onto it and i link up that with the other xboxes that aren't modded and it works just fine for like playing halo and halo 2 um doing land parties and stuff like that so after i you know fixed the playstation one and then i modded that xbox um actually i take that back before i modded the xbox I actually built a pc i've talked about that before that was a project rather expensive one i think I, at the end of the day i think i spent like 1300 bucks on building it but you know hopefully it'll last me 10 12 years hopefully um <clears throat> with only a handful of upgrades here and there so i built the pc i modded the xbox fixed playstation one i actually ordered the parts to fix a gamecube that's busted which that is in the mail as of right now but I was like, you know what's an even better, bigger and better project? The fixing up this old Mustang. Now, story about the Mustang. My brother, who's a little older than me, bought it for 650 bucks, and it barely ran and drove. They did a little bit of work on it. He drove it uh, first year and a half in college, kept, you know, just running like garbage because uh, it's an 80s Ford and I bought it from him when he was getting married for $200. And it had just been sitting out at my parents' uh, property anyway. But from here for 200 bucks, he used the 200 bucks for his wedding. This was back in like 2015, mind you. And it just sat there ever since. And then as of recently, we got, we say that I uh, purchased, because <laughs> I'm, I'm financially backing this whole thing, which we'll get to that in a second. But um, I bought wheels and tires for it, got those put on there. We got it loaded on the trailer got it over to the shop, started actually turning wrenches on it um, pretty recently. Now, you may be wondering, Miski Dan, I know you're a school teacher. How the hell could you possibly afford to rebuild a car? Well, here's this cool thing. Uh, they're called credit cards. <laughs> now, um, I, I'm not the best financial guy. I'm not the super best with money. But I do understand 0% interest for 18 months. That being said, um, my bank hit me up with a credit card that was like, hey, we'll give you like this credit card that doesn't accrue interest for like a year and a half. And I'm like, all right, word. Once I got that all squared away, I immediately started buying a uh, metric shitload of car parts. Um, and, and that gives me plenty of time to work with uh, financially how to pay all this off and get it all running. Because honestly, I was kind of looking at it like, how the hell am I ever going to save up the 8 to 12 grand I'm in need for this car? And then here all of a sudden, all these credit card and companies started hitting me up. Now, I call it predatory loaning. I call it living in the 21st century. So make it what you will. At the end of the day, hopefully I spend about 8 to 10K and have a really badass car. It's probably going to be closer to 12K, possibly even more, but we're not sure yet. But here's the thing. I don't... But I was I got real discouraged before I actually started buying parts for this car. I was thinking like, hell, I could probably buy a running Mustang of this, you know, the Fox bodies, which is anything made from 1979 to 1993. I was thinking like, man, I bet I could find something 
that would make this, you know, like I could find a running one and then use the one I already have as like a parts car, something like that. Uh, no, actually, you fucking can't. I tried really hard to find a not ratted to shit fox body for less than five grand, and they don't fucking exist, like, at all. I could not, simply could not find one. So I was like, you know what? Build my own. So here we are. Um, turning a lot of wrenches on it. It's hotter than shit. Uh, we do have a lot of fans. We actually have a porta cool in that shop, which is super helpful. And like I said, more hands makes work go faster. We got a lot of people that are working on the deal. Uh, four of us total. And then like, you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's like shop class, but I'm in my twenties and, and we can, you know, not get yelled at by a teacher and talk how we want to talk. So it's, it's a lot of fun in that regard. Now, the ultimate goal with this Mustang is to get it, not factory, it's called resto modding, which is where you use newer technology on older vehicles. <clears throat> For instance, uh, like I like to have like LED headlights and stuff installed with it, you know, a sound system, which would be a lot more um, comparable to that of like newer cars. You know, I'm not going to buy, you know, old stuff from the 80s to throw in it. Also, if you don't know anything about cars... 80s electronics in vehicles is uh, complete dog shit, for lack of a better term. And I'm basically ripping out all of the old wiring and putting in all new, way more simple, way more efficient stuff um, that just doesn't use as much power because we just can make shit so much better. Um, honestly, speaking of making shit so much better, back when this car came out in, in, the, in the 80s, in the late 80s, the best tire you could buy, the best possible tire you could buy in the late 80s is not as good as the cheapest, worst tire you can buy today. And if you apply that principle, you know, to the best possible parts you could have got, you know, back in 1989, 1990, stuff like that, that is like really garbage or worse parts than the worst stuff that comes out today. So that's why I'm doing a lot of resto modding on a lot of this because it's we just have so much better technology. Like imagine trying to build a computer today with parts out, you know, out of shit from the 90s, you know, like you you can run Doom and Age of Empires on it amazingly, I'm sure, but you can't run anything new on it. Um and since well, it's not going to be my daily driver. I wonder if they'd be working as much as it possibly can with the lightest load on all of the stuff. So, you know, if you have a lot of electrical components that are relying on, you know, alternators and batteries from the 80s, uh, probably not going to last too long. So you got to resto mod your stuff. Also, LEDs burn way brighter, use way less energy. Same thing with new, like, audio amps and stuff like that. You know, air conditioner. I don't even know if we get an air conditioner put in it, but we'll talk about that later. Um the goal is, is to get it up and running and like running really good before I do anything internally, externally, like to the, you know, I mean like in the cab of the vehicle or in, or like the paint or anything, because it's going to be the stanky stang for a minute. That's what we've kind of been referring to it as, uh, cause it, she be stanking. <laughs> it's just got like a rattle can, like spray paint job on the top of it. It's nasty looking, but it's so nasty. It looks wonderful. So I'm going to keep the body looking like crap for as long as possible or until I get like the money to get it all, you know, taken care of and painted and you know all that shit. So, that it, it it's it's a long working process. I'll probably be 40 by the time it's all said and done, but you know, it's one of those like labor of love type of things. But I do want to get a lot of the legwork and, you know, get it up and running um 
at least to a point to where it's in my garage and to where I can do a lot of the stuff on it that needs to be done without the lift. Um, so we're kind of at the mercy of parts being delayed and when can everybody get a time to go and work um, to, to go down there to work on the car. Uh, so th that's kind of what we're balancing. I say we because it is a team effort because I, once again, conscripted my friends who cannot thank y'all enough. Seriously, the whole project would not be a thing if it wasn't for you guys. Really appreciate the hell out of y'all for helping. Even if all you did was just ride up on your Harley and bitch about people not doing jobs right the entire time. It's still fun. <laughs> In other news about what's going on with old, old Whiskey Dan, um... Linian D has recorded a single. It is out on Spotify, just like this show. So if you want to hear the music that is being made, you can check it out on Spotify under Linian the D. You can hear our hit single, Can't Find. Is it Can't Find or Can't Find? I don't know. My brother titled it. But it's um it's on Spotify. You can just look up Linian the D, and there it is. It's only the one song. It's only we got out so far we got a bunch of the stuff recorded but it's all like demo tracks it sounds like ass so you wouldn't even want it anyway but if you want to hear what we got check that out we also recently played a show in houston so that was cool never got to play a show in houston before so uh i've played in tyler obviously um that's where we're at basically uh played in tyler played in, D uh, in dallas played in fort worth and now I've played in houston so we got several of the big cities in texas crossed off the list Austin, San Antonio, hopefully y'all are somewhere coming soon. I would love for that to happen. Um, honestly, I believe our goal with the band right now is to try to get um, as much stuff recorded so that way when we actually do play shows in these bigger towns, we can showcase like, hey, we do have some music. If you liked what you heard, we have we have an album out. You know, or here's like eight songs. You know, you can call it EP or whatever. But honestly, eight songs, if you get 30, 30 to 40 minutes worth of music, that's a solid album to me. Um old school albums, like for bands like I love listening to, like Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, stuff like that. Their albums really aren't longer than like 45 minutes. And and they don't need to be. Because a lot of times, this is just my personal opinion, but a lot of times there's bands that'll come out with an album and it'll be like an hour long and 20 minutes of music on there really isn't all that great so you could have just trimmed the fat went with about six to eight songs good to go so that that's kind of our goal get some of that stuff recorded taken care of so when we do play shows we have something to give the audience so that way they you know kind of remember us by we also need to make more shirts because we only have two left and they're a small and a medium and this is america where everybody's big but that's okay. Uh, shirts are expensive. Hey, so if you want to support the band, you can also. <laughs> well, really, if you want to support the band, just download the single off of Spotify. It's also available on Apple Music. I think it's available pretty much everywhere except for YouTube. Because fuck Google. Now, since it's July, I've been on summer break. Um, and honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, as y'all know, I'm a huge sports fan. I'm a huge baseball fan. And the Rangers have been doing amazing until like the last two and a half weeks. Uh, <laughs> so right as, for those of you who don't know, um, about halfway through the baseball season, there's like a week-long break known as the All-Star break, which are like the best uh, players in the team, uh, best players in the league. They all go and they they play a game, you know, against each other. So it's like the Pro Bowl, but for, you know, Major League Baseball. And the All-Star break is like the, the halfway point of the season, and the Rangers decided to stumble into it 
just under complete collapse. Uh, at the very end of the of the month of June, I took my dad along with the rest of my family uh, to go and see the Rangers and Astros play against each other, which is great. You know the you know the Texas showdown. I love it. Great atmosphere. Astros fans were cool. Uh, Rangers fans are great. Nobody was being like a complete dickhead about something. I, I love how my dad. My dad just hates the Astros, so. The whole time, he's just like, oh, they're being assholes cheering for their team. And I'm like, well, I mean, it is their team. Also, like, about a third of the crowd that was up there were Astros fans, and they were definitely uh, proud of their team. I mean, hell, they've they've actually won a couple of World Series. So, as a Rangers fan, I really can't bitch because uh, as a franchise, we kind of (laughs) suck. Love them. Love my team to death. I will always be a Rangers fan, but damn it, y'all do not make it easy. Um the Rangers have been doing really, really well until like right before the All-Star break. So now I'm sitting here with like 10 days of like no baseball. Awesome. Uh, with nothing to do besides contemplate how my team may very well suck it up going into the second half of the season. Uh, I'm very hoping that we can pull this out. But uh, I will say the method in which I could because I'm an old man at heart, is by listening to it on the radio. I love listening to baseball, because radio is the theater of the mind, or so I've been told. But I I do like listening to it, because they they just describe the game in such a way. Now, granted, if you're getting into baseball, don't fucking listen to it on the radio. You won't have any fucking clue what's going on. Just watch the damn thing. However, uh, since I don't pay for Bally Sports Network, I don't get it, and there's like no way for me to get because it's like it's weird like I'm, I'm in market but I'm out of market and to get the the app it's like way more expensive and even when you do get it you don't get all the games there's no point so because of that I listen to it on the radio for free most of the time sometimes we do get the game and I'll put it on the tv which is great because you know Ashley actually really likes baseball I got her into that can't get her into football don't know why still trying maybe the Giants have to win the Super Bowl in order for her to get into that, oh my god, if Giants win the Super Bowl. But we're not talking about that. But uh, I've just been listening to a lot of baseball lately, and it's it's such a great pastime. Yes, it is a sport. Yes, there are like a lot of intricacies to baseball. But to like the layman, you can just go to a baseball game and just literally enjoy yourself. You can go to, fuck it, pick a park. You can go to any park for less than $15 and just get into the damn thing. You could buy like garbage-ass seats way up at the top. Hell, the Rangers tickets, like most of the games sell for like 9 to $15. And that's like a newer, nicer stadium. I'm sure, and the Rangers doing good. So if you went to like a Rockies game where the Rockies are like terrible, you could probably get a ticket for like 3 to $5. You can go in, you can have a hot dog, you can watch some of the best people in the world, you know, playing a game that doesn't make any damn sense because this is an American game, damn it. Um, you, you could have a great time. There's a lot of great food in many of these uh, ballparks. And I, I say that usually going to the stadium in Arlington, which has really good stuff. But I'll guarantee you this. I have always spent more on concessions and beer than I ever spend on my ticket. Um, and, and that's just part of going to a game. So if you get seats for 30 35 bucks, expect to spend like another $40, $50 on shit like while you're there. Uh, but it is so much fun. Please, there's 162 baseball games in a season. Go to one. Just go to a baseball game. 
you'll have a lot of fun. Hell, even if it's minor league. Minor league games are even better because the, the baseball on the field isn't as good as which in the major leagues. So they have to do like more like crowd shit, you know, kind of get the you know the fans in. And they do a lot more giveaways and goofy stuff at the games. If you live close to a minor league team, go to a freaking game. If you live close to a major league team, go to a freaking game. You will love it. You will love it. I do love, I do love summer break. Summer break is amazing because in the way that it worked out this summer worked out really, really well. So the school year ended and my cousin uh, got married and his wedding was right. It it was Memorial Day weekend. So I had to take off, technically speaking, the last uh, three days of school. Like I took off the actual last day of school with the kids there. And then there's like the teacher in service, like the days you got to go to. Or whatever. Um, I had to take those days off as well because, you know, I'm on the other, I'm in, in a different time zone. So I didn't have to do any of the boring clerical stuff at the end of the school year. Uh, started my summer off with a massive party. And then we came back, had about a week off, and then boom, summer school gets rolling. Summer school is only like 12 days. It's not bad. It's Monday through Thursday from 7 30 to like 12 30. So and you get paid about $2,400, $2,500 because of it. So, easy, super easy money, right? Well, it, yes and no. Uh, and summer school kids going to be fun because uh, they're, some of you were summer school kids. But honestly, in the end of the day, uh, summer school really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but now that summer school is over and I don't have to wake up at like 6.30 in the morning anymore, it is just completely wide-ass open. I am on week two of, of five weeks off of work. I don't know what to do with all of this free time. <laughs> that's why I pick up all these projects. That, that, that's why I have to pick up all these projects to keep me help keep me occupied. Because I want to be, I want to get back to work, but I don't necessarily want to be in a classroom. I still need a tad bit more of a break. Let me finish out my summer break, then I'll probably be ready. Um... But I have all these, these, that's why I have to pick up all these little projects. So I'm super excited for the uh, GameCube parts to come in because I'll be able to work on something inside in the air conditioning instead of turning wrenches on an old car. Um, although I did, I did pick up something else as a project for me to work on. Uh, it is one of those old school mini bikes just like those like tube railing mini bikes doesn't have any shocks on it just a little like leather seat and you have a little lawnmower engine that cranks the chain to get you to drive around right well the motor on it it, it was one that we actually had as a kid uh motor on it was shot it was just old used abused old 90 100 cc motor well harbor freight sells motors that are 212 cc's for like 150 bucks 200 bucks that will bolt straight onto the frame of that little bike so that is the next project as well. I was actually going to buy the motor until uh, some unforeseen uh, expenses had popped up with the Mustang. So kind of had to pump the brakes on that. I might do that sometime like this winter time or something when it's not, you know, scorching hot. Although it really hadn't been a scorching hot summer so far. It's actually been very rainy and humid and sticky and awful that way rather than being like 102 at noon. So I will take this version of summer where it's wet and rainy and sticky rather than being super, super hot because it's way cheaper on my electric bill. 
for you other fellow Texans that are listeners of this uh, show, I would like to inquire. Have you had rolling blackouts this summer because people want to keep their house at 61 degrees or just abuse power consumption? Is that a thing everywhere or is it just a thing in East Texas right now? Because I'll tell you what, I, many people remember a couple years ago we had that terrible ice storm that like almost completely destroyed our entire freaking electrical grid system for the state of Texas. Um, it, it would have knocked out like 90% of like Texans that live here. It, it almost completely fried it. And the state of Texas has been trying to make repairs here and there, but it's not perfect, and which has kind of resulted in some rolling blackouts. So I wonder if those have affected you as well. This is just my personal theory. It's just my personal theory on that. Maybe if we didn't have to build so much new shit and we just kind of renovated older buildings instead of leveling forests and building new strip malls and massive parking lots and then building a bunch of shops and stores that require electricity and gas and water to run to them, we might have more to go around for everybody else. Now, understandably, there are a lot of people that are moving to Texas. You know, it doesn't have a state income tax. It's a big drive. And also, land here is relatively cheap, especially if you're selling houses in places like California, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. You can afford a, you know, damn near a ranch down here in Texas for what you can sell like a four-bedroom home in the Los Angeles area for. All that being said, rather than just building new pyramid home housing developments, why don't we renovate? older homes or level abandoned and condemned homes and build houses there rather than just building outside of towns. I don't know if I brought this up on the show before, but I fucking hate pyramid homes. If you live in a pyramid home, reevaluate your life. It's wrong. Pyramid homes are those style of homes that are super, super common in like, in like new suburban suburbans built like from the mid nineties onward where everybody has a super high-pitched roof. The house is like 65% roof if you're like looking at it. They, um, Typically speaking, pyramid home neighborhoods, they have like four or five different houses, like styles, and they just kind of repeat them. So almost all the houses look almost the same. They all have the super high roof, and they all have white concrete um, like roads throughout the neighborhood. I hate those style of neighborhoods and it's all like the, the reason why I hate it is because one it those houses are built super super cheaply and they're really expensive because they look super nice but a lot of them degrade over time because builders use very cheap materials most of the time two uh when you use sod and everybody has the same type of sod you know for like their grass and their lawns uh that's bad for biodiversity and this is just me preaching here because it's my own show but your yard should have as many different types of grasses in it as possible. It's better for the environment, simply put. Um, if you just, it's, there's a reason why we don't do monoculture anymore. Monoculture is when you only grow one type of crop. The reason why you don't want to only grow one type of crop in a very large area is because if one of those crops gets diseased, that disease is going to spread to a shitload of other crops. And then you have a famine. Same thing happens with grasses. If you just 
tear out all the old grass, make it into red dirt clay so that we can put a concrete slab on it to build a house, and you just throw in a bunch of Bermuda grass sods so that way that your front yard looks like a football field. It looks super nice, but it's super terrible because it's not good for the insects that live in it. It's not good for the rodents that live in the area. It's not good for the birds that live in the area. It fucks up the whole food supply chain system. Biodiversity is great. And if you're like, oh, but I don't want bugs and mosquitoes, cut your grass. Cut your grass fucking short once a week. All the bugs and stuff will still be in there, so that way all of the wildlife that you live around will continue to thrive and not get choked out by, like, having one shitty type of grass and only, like, a handful of bugs can really live in instead of all these different type of bugs that things could live in. Keep your grass short. That keeps mosquitoes away. That's how you do that. You don't have to just eradicate a natural or semi-natural species because really after the Columbian Exchange there's very few natural grasses in North America. But regardless, eradicate everything that's on your property just so that way your shit looks nice. Your shit could look nice if you just worked with the environments that you have. There's a reason why people don't have fucking lawns in Yuma, Arizona. Because you can't. It's the middle of a desert. But here in Texas, it's like, because we can grow things in our yard, we do grow things. Things that don't necessarily need to be here. I have just turned super boomer <laughs> about urban sprawl. I hate urban sprawl. I moved out of Tyler, even though Tyler's not even an urban area, but I moved out to Tyler because I, was, I wanted to get away from apartment complexes, and then like a fucking mile from my house, they built this giant new like townhome complex, multifamily dwelling uh, apartment complex, essentially. And I hate it. It's disgusting. And it's like there are houses all throughout the city of Tyler that are condemned or abandoned that could be that could the property could be purchased for super cheap and then renovated into much bigger homes and sold for a much larger profit margin rather than building a bunch of shit for people to rent. I hate it. But that's that's that. But I <laughs> I'm not trying to throw this into a ranting episode, but I started drinking at the AM. So this is more yeah. Now why are we drinking in the AM? That's a good question. The reason why we're drinking in the AM is because I get paid by tax dollars, all right? Your taxes supplied this entire show. So next time, you know, you complain about the taxes, remember that there are teachers that are employed by your local community that use your tax dollars to buy cheap, shitty beer so they can start drinking at 11 a.m. That's why we pay taxes. Either that or for the military-industrial complex, which that is a story for another time. But at any rate, I did want to go ahead and just kind of give you a little Whiskey Dan radio update on where we are. We got some new audio equipment. We got a couple of new shows that are kind of in that are getting lined up. Got to make sure on some of them. Um, and then we'll be good to go from there. Hopefully, uh, we'll be picking up steam and we'll be back recording about two episodes a month. But once again, that's always the goal. We don't always hit the goal, but that is the goal. Um... With July and August being pretty relatively wide open for me, I don't see why we couldn't have four new episodes by the end of August. Hopefully, that is the case. Um, but we got all the new audio equipment. Uh, got the room pretty well situated for recording more shows. Everything looks like we are wide open for more content. So I'm very happy to kind of get back on the ball, get back on the saddle, as they say, and get some more things uploaded for you. Once again, if you would ever like to uh, send in a question to us email us at whiskeydanradio at gmail.com please seriously uh email us there for suggestions on 
different alcohols we can review. Once again, I'm drinking Old Milwaukee because this is a certified Old Milwaukee uh, mini. Um because that is my beer of choice. But if there's a beer that you would like for, for us to try on the show or you got another spirit or something like that. Now, you don't only have to recommend shitty stuff. Like, you, you can recommend nice things. It doesn't have to be bottom shin whiskey. Or, uh, bottom shin. Bottom shelf whiskey. Please recommend something that's, like, decent. Because I can't always try the shitty things. Drinking can be nice. Let's make drinking nice sometimes, at least. So, um... Once again, if you'd like to email the show, email email us at radio at gmail.com. So we're going to go ahead and sign off there. I know it's pretty short, but just wanted to give you a little update on some things. So y'all take it easy, and hopefully I will see y'all again soon. Yeah.